0: Welcome to the Pacino Pod, a very special episode. I'm Callie, and uh, as always, I'm here with my co-host, the lovely Jane. Hello, how's it
1: going? What's up?
0: And uh, today we have a very special guest. Uh, my like co-student. What do I call like? <laughs> we were both in a high school class <laughs> together, cinema studies. High
2: school friend. High school friend. I'll let it her name out,
0: but we had this uh we had this insane cinema studies teacher named Mrs. Evans and she would just like screech at us. I can't, I can't. Don't get me started. <laughs> I was just telling someone about her because I was saying that we did um like PSAs and mine was about domestic violence, but I wanted to make it like gender neutral, like because like everybody can get abused and so I said that like you know 40% of people are abused by their partners every year and she was like she just (laughs) like interrupted my movie (laughs) and started screeching about how like that was confusing because partners only (laughs) either means partners gay (laughs) she was like gay partners or business partners
2: fucking terrible (laughs)
1: <laughs> Jesus, that's awful <laughs>
2: Well, let me go on with this one but she, she always, yeah, I can't don't get me started
0: <laughs> She would have one note for somebody and then she couldn't just write it down or like keep it to herself until after yeah, the yeah,
2: movie was 16 years old, mind you, like using her like shitty ass little cameras like, this shit was not that serious and like she would like, just berate us and like go in the middle of the film and like
0: she wouldn't pause it. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, I remember for your movie, which was about, <laughs> well, it was about, like, suicide oh, yeah. prevention. Mine yeah, was
2: about, yeah, this the girl, like, overdosed on pills. <laughs> it was, like, like, suicide yesterday. I she would, like, was too hard for that one.
0: <laughs> she was, but... like, telling you about suicide. And I remember being like, dude...
2: Dude, do you even know me? <laughs> yeah,
0: that
2: was so fun when she doesn't understand mental illness. That
0: was so cool. <laughs> Loved Uh, Sorry to be high school friends and just, like, reminisce for a second. Over... No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, I
1: was interested. It was uh, stories I had not heard before. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I know Jane through our mutual friend, who Jane met in high school, or maybe you guys met before high school? Oh, no,
1: we met in high school. Met we in met high
0: school, high school really. and I have listened to you guys talk yeah, about right. high school a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I never, I never get upset when people do because I'm like, I've definitely been that friend before, like with someone uh, that I went, went to high school with, uh, and, and uh, the other person standing there being like, okay, I, these are references I get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chloe's actually my only friend yeah. from high school, so this is the only person I could possibly do this with.
2: I only kept like, like you and Lizzie really from high school. I have like some side friends that are intertwined with them, but not like friends talk all the time. It's Really just you and Lizzie. <laughs> it says a lot about high school.
0: Well, you knew Joe in high school, your feller.
2: Yeah, I met him, but we were—I hated him. I hated him. We weren't friends. We were not friends. He was, like, friends with my group of friends,
0: kind of. And then you had a baby with him, like, ten years later, and that's why you're on this podcast, because you named him after a character from The Godfather.
2: I did, I did, and here I am, full circle,
0: (laughs) come around. So, why did you, what, what led to that again?
2: We were going back and forth for, like, months, and we were kind of cutting it short, and, like, I couldn't just, like, every time I'd bring up a name, he'd be like, no, and every time he'd bring up a name, I'd be like, no, and I was a, I'd never seen the Godfather before, and I was, like, just, like, two years ago, which I was just. I'm a film student, never seen The Godfather. I was like, the greatest film of all time. you have never seen The Godfather. But anyway, I all. And when they introduced Enzo, the pastry chef, something just struck in my mind. I was like, Enzo, I fucking love that name. And that was the first name that we could agree on, fucking Enzo from The Godfather.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. It's like not even like it's not even like a prominent character or
2: anything. He's an important character at all. Like he brings the cake and he's like, "I'm the chef," and I'm like, "I love that fucking name." Like that's a good. <laughs> yeah, and that's how Enzo because it's really deep. You know, he's a really a lot of meaning into his name.
0: He is in the Godfather Part Three. Enzo is. He makes a cake at the oh, what's that? What's that? at the oh, I big party.
1: Yeah, I missed him too. I
2: remember, I remember too. I remember that, but I didn't remember the name. And the same.
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's it's hard not to like. There's so, so many. Gonna, to, like
2: thrown at you all the time. Yeah, and
1: I, and I'm just gonna get my opinion of the third one out right away. I thought it was like really not good. <laughs> so, so like not remembering like the five million like the, I swear to God at the very end like people who are getting killed I was
2: like I don't know who these people, I know are. Who people are. I don't know who these people are. Like they, I was really into it for like the first maybe 20 minutes and then I like kind of zoned out to be honest. But I was like really trying to like pay attention but by the end of it I'm like who are they killing? I don't even, when is the Pope involved? Like the Pope comes in. And double-
0: There's like randomly twins. Yeah, I- <laughs> They're like, the twins are
2: dead. I you should know. Really it was just, I honestly just like, there's a reason why they didn't want to do it or he didn't, the director didn't want to do it and then I guess it seems like they made him and then what they got, he was just like, I don't fucking care. No, this is gonna make sense.
1: Like, here you go. Yeah, because it, like, it felt really unnecessary. I don't know if you have you seen the second one? Yeah, I Um, I the second one. Oh, yeah. Um, I felt like that one said all that you really need, that and wrapped you, everything up, fine.
2: Kind wrapped of <laughs> everything up, you got like some backstory and that was cool, and they had the two stories going along, but after that it was like...
1: And like, I, I know that they like tried to play up like, oh, now he's remorseful in the third one, but it's too late and he still loses everything, but it's like... I mean, that's pretty much the message of the second one, It didn't really like... And God, that fucking final scene... Like where they just cut to him in like old man makeup and he just fucking dies in the chair and then it's like oh, it's like the end and I'm like
2: Were those okay. dogs, or dogs? I couldn't tell, like the tiny little things just like crawling around him. It's like baby goat I don't know, there was like a baby goat or a baby dog right next to him and that's all I could focus on and then he just falls over. I'm like, whoa, we're gonna end it like that. Just he falls over in the chair.
1: It's an old-ass movie. Very climatic And I know that was probably the point. It's like, you know, at the end, we all die anyway, so why would you live your life like this? But at the same time, I'm like, that's still the same message I got from same the second
2: one. last movie with him in the damn
1: chair. It's like- yeah. It, <laughs> and, they, and they brought back, like, the old clips of, like, him and Kay dancing and stuff, and it was, like, supposed to be <laughs> symbolic, but it was, it was, like, they just tried to redo the ending from the second one again.
2: Except way less good. That is way less good. I'm it is. just, like, I love that I'm, like, a guest on this, and I'm just, like, I fucking hate it. Like, I need my son after the first one. <laughs> <It's
0: so laughs> I think funny. that that's a really, like, common, you know, like, this is how most people feel about the Godfather trilogy, which is that, like, right. the first two were great, And then the third one is, like, a complete, like, swing and a miss. But you're right, like, the the people who made it didn't even give a fuck about it. It was completely a paycheck to everybody involved. Like, I was reading about (laughs) Robert Duvall and why he's not in this movie. (laughs) Um, He plays uh, (laughs) Tom Hagen and... He was offered, you know, a role in the movie, but they only offered him a million dollars. And, like, Pacino got paid five million, and Diane Keaton got, like, one and a half million. And it's like, Robert Duvall would have been in the movie more than Diane Keaton, so he deserved at least what she was getting, and they wouldn't budge. Right, he's not
2: in it that much. He's,
0: like, in a few things. Yeah. And he, they is,
1: wouldn't... Is this, is this a reversal, reversal of, uh, the, like the one time a woman doesn't deserve
2: (laughs) women are always (laughs) making (laughs) like (laughs) 75 cents on the dollar and it's like but this time
0: this is where I reveal that I'm like a meninist and I just like really support Robert Duvall
2: (laughs) people pay to break you no um no, I think you should definitely be paid on like how many scenes and like how big your character is and like and gender should never ever play into anything, but um yeah. it's just crazy that we're not trying to offer him that much. I wouldn't do it either. I'd be like, Go fuck off, bro.
0: Well <laughs> and people were like, Why you know, why wouldn't you reprise your role? Like why would you do this like disservice to the Godfather fans? And he was like, This movie is a disservice to the Godfather
2: fans. <laughs> Yes, it's like disrespectful in a way. Like, it, it, it's, like it's
0: disrespectful.
2: <laughs> Disrespected himself, which is the craziest
1: part. Well, Ka- Callie was telling me that like Al Pacino thought that like Michael in this movie would was not like would not have done any of the things that he had that like he just didn't feel like it was Michael Corleone. And so I guess, like Callie basically said, I guess he just said, fuck it, I'll be Al
2: Pacino. Literally, like Like when he's angry, it's Al Pacino. It's not Michael It's not Michael at all. He's like, yeah, like when he gets in that weird, like shaky, you know what are talking Well, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's like. Because Michael. No, that's a good insight. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was noticing as well.
0: It's, yeah. Michael so has always been like such a on the inside, like, doesn't talk about his feelings. Even with, like, his wife, mm-hmm. he was never as open as he is with, like, his sister in this movie, like, who he wrong also wrong. has a contentious yeah. relationship with, and it's, yeah, like, never. it just feels, like, completely faked, which, yeah, he said that he he didn't believe that Michael would ever have remorse for killing Fredo, and that's why he like, thought this movie was kind of, like, baseless, because the whole movie is kind of, like, driven by this right. guilt, and he's trying to, like, find penance for his sins, and he's like, I don't believe Michael Corleone would ever give a fuck about his sins.
2: Yeah, it's just, like, it just doesn't make, if you're trying to talk about, like, character development, or continu- continuing of, like, a story, like, the Michael that they set up in the first and second films are, like, nothing, not even close to the Michael that's in the third film, and I'm just doesn't add up, really. And he ha- now he's just, like, with the church, and that was a whole nother thing, and I don't
0: even—he has a charity. I don't—I <laughs> <laughs> i did think that those notes of it were really interesting, like, with the church and the idea that you can, like, pay off your sins. Like, that is a very, like, Catholic idea. Oh,
2: I mean, that's yeah, I mean, if you get in with the Vatican, yeah,
0: but... <laughs> you know what's interesting? The Vatican used to own Paramount Pictures.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I did not know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's who, yeah, the oh, studio I that I made know. this.
2: I know. I grew up in Catholic school. I grew up very big Catholic. I have a lot of issues with Catholicism, and obviously catholic but chloe so... is
0: born in italy and is super catholic so i found us a good guest for this episode <laughs>
2: thank you <laughs> i know i do have some some uh, deep, deep having to do with this
1: film do <laughs> you think the godfather part three uh um captures uh italy <laughs> well. well
2: of the notes that i took of this film i was trying i was being very negative about this film and i was like i need to bring some positive points to this film and the things that i loved of this film i love the music i always like the music of the godfather got that can't go wrong with it but then the, the italian scenery like those shots were like very beautiful like showing the ocean and like the streets and like i feel like i enjoyed more of those than like the story just like watching like the scenery like those shots he knows how to portray italy very beautifully obviously because he loves italy but i mean i like that aspect of the godfather (laughs) he knows like the corruptness of italy and italy is very corrupt and when we lived in italy we lived in neighborhood that was controlled by the mafia and like people just didn't fuck with you if you lived in that neighborhood so like no one ever robbed you or fucked with you so I guess But it is like they pay off the police like it is very
0: and that's in Naples right that's where you lived
2: it was in Naples yeah I mean I don't know I can't speak I guess for Sicily or the rest of Italy because we lived in Naples and so
0: I have heard that Naples is like known for being pretty rough though
2: Naples is like, they're just, they do have a
0: lot of fun, <laughs> they
2: do, they have a rough time going on. I heard it's gotten worse since I lived there, but the food is great, and the,
0: the scenery is great. I mean, you were having a great time in your neighborhood, probably, yeah. because the Mafia was working oh, out for you. We
2: didn't see anything bad going on in our neighborhood. They picked, like, the right, and my parents, when they were looking for a place to live, they didn't know, like. But the neighbors were like you'll be safe here and they're like oh okay <laughs> and then they learn more and more like their landlords were like part of the mafia or it was just a
0: lot but. you know actually i completely forgot to mention this but after we did the godfather part 1 episode one of one of our listeners wrote in that like their they, they they grew up with somebody whose dad was in the mafia in uh, in oh. baltimore And, that like, their friend, like, some, like, so their friend is, like, was, like, a little girl, and some kid fucked with her on the playground. And then, like, the next time he saw that little girl and her dad at the playground, her dad was, like, fucked up. (laughs) Like, he got beat up. And it's because, like, their dads got into, like, some fucking little fight about, like, who pushed who on the playground. And so he had his boys, like, go rough him up. (laughs)
2: Very uh, yeah, a lot of, I'm uh, feeding
0: people up. <laughs> I think that's so funny. It's like my dad will beat up your dad. My dad's in the mafia. <laughs> you want, me to, want me to send him over? Want me to
2: send him by? It's like uh, my, my, dad's my dad's gonna make you like sleep that. with the fishes.
0: <laughs> Wait, he, those um. dudes that you used to hang out with in uh in Brooklyn, on the sidewalk, <laughs> those dudes that you used to hang out with them, aren't
2: those like ex mafia. <laughs> His name was Vinny. He lived on the corner. So sit <laughs> outside Anthony's Deli every day with his cough, cup of coffee, like chain soaking cigarettes. I'm, like, obsessed with Italian culture, even though it's, like, super misogynistic and problematic, and, I mean, I don't condone those parts, but just, like, just to observe, like, especially Italian-American culture, that's, like, just a whole different can of worms, like, and to watch it and experience it, it's, like literally a lot like the films. <laughs> like how they act really are. Like The Sopranos, spot on. <laughs> like it's like you think that they're like overdoing it? No, they're, they're not at all. And that's the crazy part of it. Like, I fucking miss New York. They're so crazy. <laughs>
0: That's what I was thinking about. Like whenever you were talking about how, like, what time we would have to record so that there wouldn't be a screaming baby, um, I was like, actually, that would be very apropos for The Godfather because in like every scene, there's a fucking screaming Corleone baby.
2: Yeah, there's always.
1: Faith. Yeah, it, and we we talked about this on um on the first episode, but when I rewatched uh, The Godfather with Callie, I was very. Way, way, way too stoned, and all, every time there was a crying baby, I was like, I cannot be listening to this right now. It was just, like, it was just too much for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think, like, plot wise, this movie is just a little weak.
2: You know,
1: what, what do you think about the incest plot? <laughs> Loved it. I have a lot, I have a lot to say, <laughs> not
0: a lot to say, but I
2: thought that was like. Right away, it's like very disheartening to say, but Sophia Coppola, sweetie. (laughs) The acting. No,
1: she's not good at this. She's not good at all. I I totally understand why everybody was like, because that's like people's first big ripe about this movie whenever you like look up like reviews and stuff. It's like Sophia Mm -hmm. Coppola is just like not at the level that, that anyone else in the movie is. But, and, and I always thought like, oh, she can't be that bad.
2: And then <laughs> I, the I was like, why are they so mean to Sophia? Like, why are they going in on her? And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, girl. Yeah. Oh,
1: not good.
2: Really. I looked at her age because she seemed really young. And when she was filming this, she was 19 years old. And then what's his name? Andy Garcia, Andy, mm-hmm. the guy who played Vinny was like 30 i wrote down he was like 34. Uh, and, then, and then like you have her dad directing like francis Coppola. like when they're doing that makeout scene his 19 year old daughter with this 34 year old man i was really uncomfortable for that I, one that was like
1: yeah and like i guess the role was originally written for winona ryder and like she was supposed to play that role yeah, but I guess she, like, there was, like, conflicts. I, I want to say she was, like, had conflicts with Dracula or so. Though I know no, Dracula was also Francis Ford Coppola. There was some other thing that she had she had conflicts with that she couldn't do. Uh,
0: 1990.
1: And so I guess he was just like, uh, and it was, like, very last minute. So he's like, I guess my daughter will play
2: Don't be daunting, girl. <laughs> it's your time to shine. You wouldn't talk like that in Italian, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Knowing that, it probably makes it, a, 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 I guess, a little better that it, like, he didn't set out to write his daughter in a way. It makes me feel
2: a little better that, like, she was, like, a last resort kind of deal, because that's just be like, I know who would be the perfect person to play this part, my 19-year-old daughter with this old-ass man, like, oh.
0: Well, <laughs> so, yeah, Winona Ryder dropped out to be an Edward Scissorhands, which is funny because oh, the last wow. movie... The last movie that we did, Dick Tracy, Tim Burton. They wanted him to direct, and then he dropped out to make Edward Scissorhands. Oh,
2: so it's funny it's like, like Tim Burton has a little effect on Michelle <laughs> I like that intertwining there. It's funny.
0: I also think it's crazy that in the same year, Al Pacino played Big Boy Caprice in Dick Tracy and then reprised his role as Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part yeah, Three.
1: What, what do you think is a bigger caricature that he played, the, uh, <laughs> the, of uh, a <laughs> mafia guy, Dick Tracy or Godfather? <laughs> They're
0: not that different. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The other thing I was going to say, the the second runner-up, the, like, woman that they wanted after Winona dropped out, was a young actress named Rebecca Schaefer. She hadn't been in very much, but she, like, during her final audition or, like, screen test for The Godfather, uh, she was, like, murdered that morning. Oh
2: my god, holy shit.
0: Yeah, there, she had, like, a stalker, and... He was obsessed with her and he had seen a movie where she was in bed with another man and it made him jealous, I guess. And so he hired a private investigator to find out where she lived and then, like, went to her door. And I guess she, like, talked to him a few times and he, like, wasn't being crazy. I mean, he was being crazy, but, like, not enough for her to be really that concerned. And then uh, she kept opening the door because she was expecting her script for The Godfather. And she knew that, like, later that day she was gonna have to go in, and so she kept opening the door, expecting her script, and then he, like, ended up killing her. And so, I think that, like, <laughs> I probably would have, like, halted filming for a second, because that just feels like an omen, doesn't it? Like, I'm like, I'm, this is the second person
2: who, like, dropped out, also she got murdered, not even dropped out, like, I feel like this is a cursed project at this point, like
1: that happens that seems to happen with like every francis ford coppola film since <laughs> apocalypse now has been like massive like there's been like a mat like a massive amounts of like death and like financial crime and shit associated with it because like in the 80s the yeah, apocalypse now, apocalypse now everybody knows about that like how horrible horrifying of a like a pr- ordeal that was but he also made this movie in the 80s um God, I can't remember. Let me let me look up what it was called. Um, it was about a jazz club, but it was basically about. It was basically he tried to make the Godfather in the in the jazz age uh, <laughs> no. with Richard Gere, and um, I watched, And it's actually it's uh, also one of Nicolas Cage's first roles in that movie too. Uh, it's uh, what was it called? Jane loves Nicolas
0: Cage. Oh my my, yeah, own, my um, mom. mom. <laughs> it was called
1: the Cotton Club, and that movie. That movie had, like, a ton of, like, f- like issues with, like, where the funding was coming from, and I think, like, I don't know if it was the producer who got murdered. Somebody got, I thought, I think somebody involved with that project got murdered, too, and it was, like, a, a heavily, um, heavily implied it was, like, mafia-related or something. Like, it was some organized crime, and so, and, like, that movie was also a huge bomb, and so he just had to, like, basically make whatever uh, projects came his way. Which is how we got to Godfather Part Three, and the only reason that movie yeah. died was because he really needed the money at the time.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's pretty evident. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. that makes I like knowing setup on why he would do this. Because I, I remember reading like how he didn't want to do it like he thought like the first two films were fine and it was complete and it answered each other's questions and then you see 1990, he comes out with the third one it's like,
1: what were... are that makes sense if he was
2: in like a financial kind of situation. He was like, I guess I have to make another Godfather. Like, you know what? It's gonna make me money and uh, we're gonna go
0: this route. It's funny that he like, still wasn't happy, you know, with the final result and that like, this year they announced that he's like, recut the movie and that they're going to re-release The Godfather yeah, Part Three.
2: I'm
1: like what are the odds like now it's just getting he he tends to do that a lot though like um just he did that with like actually the, the, the like he did that with the cotton club too and mm-hmm. like really they added like 40 like i don't know if it was like they added like a substantial amount like 40 minutes to the film oh. but most of it and i'm i watched the i watched the because i think that's the only one available on um, to rent on youtube i watched his remastered version of the cotton club and it um and most of what he added was like not really relevant to the plot. It was like kind of cool because like it was like extended, like there was extended like jazz dance scenes and like the club and stuff. And it's really about like, cause the Cotton Club was like a an actual like club that existed in Harlem and the, like it was like a jazz club. Um, but it it just the plot wise it sucks and I hate R- Richard Gere does not pl- like he's supposed to be this like cool trumpeter slash actor slash like mob goon guy, and and you're, everyone's supposed to think like, oh, how cool Richard Gere is, and like, Richard Gere cannot pull that off, so, like, that's like the main problem with the movie. But, um, but but The Cotton Club, more interesting to talk about than Godfather (laughs) Part (laughs) 3.
0: We always find ourselves discussing some movie that's like, like, peripherally related, and then we're like, oh, we just don't really like this movie that much, do we? I wonder so with this being remastered, this will be the third movie uh of Pacino's filmography, like that kind of needed to be redone. Because uh Cruising, which came out in nineteen eighty, that got I I don't know if it was really re-edited, but it was like kind of critically re examined at least. And then Revolution, which came out in nineteen eighty five That got redone in two thousand eight or two thousand nine. We really liked the remastered, the redone version. And then maybe, maybe, maybe thirty years is what Francis Ford Coppola needed to make this movie good. Maybe maybe
2: he can come back. Maybe this new (laughs) (laughs) thirty years thing.
0: It's thirty years overdue. uh... If this was in school, we would not even accept it.
1: (laughs) No. Um, well, and I think Godfather Three was the—it's the, sh- it's the mm-hmm. shortest one of the two of the three, right? Because it's like it's has ridiculously long, but it's like yeah. almost like it's almost so long three long. hours long. But like, like Godfather Two is like three and a half hours, and I think I mean, like, the one like four long. hours or. That's so yeah, funny. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> I wonder if he's like gonna like try and he's like whatever he adds back in, it pushes it. To, Five <laughs> hours
2: <yeah. Five> long.
1: <laughs> I can't like a lot of times when uh with like recut films that were um, and I'm and I'm old. All four director's cuts of movies that weren't like great because you all you get a chance to see if they uh, there actually was something there. But usually with the movies that do that, I can tell that like. Oh yeah, there is there is a good movie. Like when you hear that, hearing that he wants to read *Godfather* three, I can't even see that there is a good movie hidden within here because it just like it like even if you strip away some of the me and like the incest thing is like the worst part of the movie and that's like essential to the storyline of the film, yeah. so you can't really remove that yeah, or yeah. play it down.
0: I don't understand why that was, why that had to be a part of it at all. Like, I mean, so, I don't know, should we, like, kind of, like, recap over the plot loosely for, like, people that, like, are never gonna watch this and, like, we don't blame them for that? (laughs)
1: Sure, yeah, if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. I've seen it multiple times. Callie watched Godfather 3 twice. <laughs> that's
0: true. Oh, I've seen it
2: once, and I think that's enough for me.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, what Chloe said about, like, this movie losing you, it's like, I don't know if I could even really tell somebody the plot. I mean, like, it's it's several years, 20-some 20, 20 years later. Wait, no. It's like, I don't it's know. It's like late 70s. It's, like, confusing because his kids are, like, 8 in, like, 1950 in The Godfather Part the 2. Math.
2: I was doing the math and I gave up on the math because it wasn't adding up and it was just, like, distracting me too much. But I don't, I was really, does anyone know what year it was when the last movie ended? Because I
0: was trying to find that out and I couldn't find a clear answer and... Sometime around the Cuban Revolution. I don't know.
1: I thought it was in the like the late fifties, like fifty nine ish. I thought
2: years
0: years. Was... maybe. Anyways, I, I thought it was just really strange because like she's like nineteen, and her brother, who was like roughly her age in The Godfather Part Two when they're little kids, seems ten years older than her now. <laughs> um. But anyways, it is. It's an indeterminate amount of time after The Godfather Part Two, and his children are grown up, and we have old man Michael Corleone, who is a completely different person, inexplicably, and, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I guess this movie is, like, about him trying to... To pass along the family and figure out like that transition, and also like deal with his guilt and like his sins and stuff like that. So you have Sonny's son is introduced in this movie, uh, Vincent Mancini, who then is like becomes Vincent Corleone, and he also fucks his cousin because they didn't grow up together, and somehow they think that that's okay.
1: We were to get
2: that the introduction of the relationship, like the like first part of the film, where like Mary goes up to Vinny, and that whole interaction was so uncomfortable. One because Sophia was just being so fucking awkward, <laughs> but also then you're just like, wait, cousin, and then she's like, yeah, we're cousins. Like she was making it very sexual about being cousins, and that right away I was like. How do you even start a convo like that with your cousin?
1: I don't. And and, and it was also I thought it was weird that his bit, like Al Pacino's, like big objection at the end. Like he wasn't really even like, oh, it's wrong that you're cousins. It's just like you're going to be the Don now, so you can't, like, I don't want you to bring my daughter into this. That was, like, basically, like, that was
0: really what it (laughs) was. He was like, I'm trying to find a polite way to say that this is fucking disgusting, so I'm going to say, like, that I don't want my daughter in harm's way, but maybe you could also just not fuck your cousin.
2: (laughs) Maybe you can just avoid that at all costs. there's so many other people in the world. Like the rest of us do.
0: (laughs) Michael is literally... like, you know how you find a wife? You go to Italy, you see a pretty lady, you talk to her dad, you marry her. That's
2: it. That's all I gotta do. Easy. Easy <laughs> dad.
0: God. I actually read that, um, Sophia Coppola had to redub her lines because the first testers of the film did so poorly because she had, like, a yeah, valley, cool. she talked like a valley girl.
2: Uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> That was too I did not know. I thought people were being so mean to her all this time and it's like and now I feel bad but it's like it was just it doesn't improve at all. You like keep wanting to one and give her a chance and it's not
1: <laughs> I think the only reason that this movie got nominated for Best Picture that year is just solely because they're like, Well we can't not nominate it, it's the god. Yeah, the <laughs> it was,
2: it's not we have to nominate. It's like, No you don't. You it didn't deserve there was probably another film that came out that year that deserved it way more than Godfather Part Three.
0: Goodfellas.
2: At least to get
0: in the place, but yeah. Goodfellas came out this year.
1: Oh, there you go. So
2: <laughs> that's, like, that's a great timing. I wonder
1: who
0: started their project first. Oh, it's funny. Uh, Martin...
1: Also, we did. I we did. We didn't mention it on the last week's show, but the the the. Um, what album, cause Al Pacino also in addition to like Godfather 3 getting nominated this year he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor Not he didn't get nominated for Michael Julio, he got nominated for Big Book Caprice and Dick Tracy wow. and he lost Best Supporting Actor to Joe Pesci and Goodfellas rightfully oh. so <laughs> but, oh my gosh
2: wait do you guys know who won Best Picture that year? was Goodfellas <laughs> and Godfather 3 both nominated for Best Picture? yes two mobster movies that year yeah
1: and actually Goodfellas didn't win though i know that for sure okay that's so funny i remember oh my god it was dances with wolves i won
0: that year i hate that movie i've never seen that my mom loves that movie and i have seen it many times
1: the other two that were nominated besides Godfather 3 and Goodfellas were Awakenings, which is a good movie. I do like that movie. And Ghost, with oh, uh, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, which I didn't
0: And Whoopi Goldberg
1: nominated for Best Picture, but there you
2: go. <laughs> there you go. Learning
0: new things here. Okay. Uh, Martin Scorsese's mom is actually in this movie.
1: She's in Godfather Three. Yeah,
0: Catherine Scorsese. She is one of the moms who stops Vincent to complain about the about the neighborhood.
1: Huh. Which I know I- she was in um, Goodfellas because she was um she was Joe Pesci's mom in Goodfellas. So she was in both. She was there's the God, another Godfather Goodfellas connection.
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that Why? she is, because... like, inserts herself into the into the boys' films, you know? She's like, hi, I'm
2: here. I'm going to be in <laughs>
0: the, Like, despite the incest, I really liked the storyline of Vincent Mancini. Like, I love that he's like the bastard child is like in the first scenes of The Godfather, you know? You see the product of that, and then like he's just like his dad and I love that about like the character and I love that about the writing like how well he is just like like how James Caan portrayed the character and like I love the similarities I love that he wasn't afraid to bite a motherfucker just like his dad but I think that like beyond that it's just like
1: he was like he was like an interesting combo of of sunny and mike and mike i know how michael was originally portrayed mm-hmm. in the first two yeah. because he he's also like has that very quiet like energy like yeah he, he's like he has like a temper but he's also like you know he's not like loud or obnoxious he's just like he's very you know reserved in that way and they both kind of had like similar features yeah he was really good um <laughs> I did want to mention, though, it's never a good sign when you have to have the caveat, despite the incest. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs>
2: enjoy <laughs> <laughs> the incest. Don't focus on the incest.
0: You know, if incest doesn't bother you too much, this movie is perfect for you.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of people probably say the same about, like, Game of Thrones, so, you know.
0: There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. incest in Game of Thrones. I never watched it.
1: Oh, you... like right the from the very first oh,
0: episode. They, they throw you in <laughs> <laughs> fucking
2: doggy style in the castle, and they're twins. They're like not even cousins. They're like twin siblings.
1: Like yeah, you yeah. can't even yeah, you can't even say that's a like the incest of spoilers in Game of Thrones because it's literally in the first episode. Like you're gonna <laughs> see it as soon as you turn I'd the. I'd be doctor. like fucking yeah.
0: yourself. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's also really young. Like that that can't be ignored. Nobody's like who um
2: Mary or Sophia. Mary. So she's so young, and this man is a grown ass adult, and it's like gross that it's just. I mean, and I yeah. it just disturbs me and when,
0: like, no one else in the family to, like, cares. The
2: her, no.
1: her death scene was so over dramatic too.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> didn't she say, when she died, she like looked she like dad,
0: and like <laughs> falls. I was like.
1: What is this? Yeah, I was, I was very much like, (laughs) what?
0: (laughs) So, the reason that (laughs) they... Dad just, like,
2: drops
0: and then... And then Pacino just, like, screams, and the reason that it's, like, mostly, like, quiet, like, they mostly mute the scream, is because Francis Ford (laughs) Coppola said that he made, like, the worst noise anyone had ever heard. (laughs) He said it was like so excruciating and upsetting that he had to cut it from the movie. So you see him, you see him act out the full screen, but you don't hear the full thing because apparently it was like too, it was like, (laughs) it was like he really just lost his little girl.
2: Oh, that was like i didn't know half the people that they were killing and it had a lot of the interesting was like in the first godfather you know the end michael like does pretty much the same exact thing when he transfers to power he just like fucking kills off everybody and then like vinnie when he transfers to power he's just like all right i'm gonna be killing all these bitches now <laughs> it's like, so I guess they're trying to carry on that.
0: Could you guys tell if he knew that they were going to try to kill Michael or not? Like, I couldn't no, tell if he was in on that. I
1: couldn't tell. I didn't know who gave the order. That was another thing. Like, I couldn't tell who gave, I couldn't tell why, <laughs> why, why, what was going on there, and, um
2: know well, who was planning what, or why, or why they kept killing those, the old man with the cannoli. Did they think he was in on it? Like, he thought... <laughs> I Wait, know
1: so like so man. wasn't it like was it okay i'm gonna sound really fucking stupid right now i'm gonna ask callie you watched it twice i'm gonna ask you straight up was was um was that a plot by by Vinny and and michael's sister to like take over the whole thing even though michael had just given up power like or what was like what was that like do you know why? What the thing was like? Why everybody killed?
0: <laughs> Honestly, beats me. Like I have uh, I no know, idea. I, okay, um, I don't um, feel
2: dumb, cool. Then I feel like it's if we're all on the same page. I feel like it's the writers. It's the it's the movie's fault.
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I think. It's more likely that Francis Ford Coppola just made it vague as hell because there were aspects of the first and second movies that I had to have explained to me as well by my father. So I don't know if you just have to be, like, a boomer to understand this shit. Or, (laughs) like, I think it's less likely that we're three bimbos sitting here.
2: The only way you understand the plot is getting mansplained by your your boomer father. the only way you're...
1: It's, it. It sounds like
0: it was a it was a plot by
1: Mosca. <laughs> Who's
0: that? <laughs> it was played by Mario. <laughs> <sighs> so the I rival, <laughs> the dude from the beginning that like Vincent tries to say like this guy's bad, and then Michael later is like oh like go and pretend to be his dude right. I'm explaining this so like poorly,, yeah. but I still couldn't tell if Vincent was like like knew about it and just was letting it happen because he knew it would accelerate his like ascension right. to the to the family and that maybe he, you know, without Michael there, then he could just fuck his cousin, no one would have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, or if he had no idea and was like completely loyal to his uncle like it's it's very hard to tell. I, think... I mean, Michael
1: straight up tells, or Vincent straight up tells Michael that Mosca, um, that the, okay, I'll, I'm reading through the Wikipedia <laughs> just to make sure that I, I got this. All right. so Altabella, who was part of the Vatican, it was like the, the big um, Immobiliari merger thing that Michael was wanting to uh, hinge his, like, redemption on, it was a, an elaborate swindle. Yes, Vincent go undercover. Vincent tells Michael that they had hired Mosca to assassinate him, and and so Michael knows basically that there's a plot against him. But he, you know, it, it just
0: but no one knows it's gonna be like that I night.
1: Think that, I think I think I think
0: maybe I think
1: yeah. I don't know if he knew that they were gonna do it that night. I think you might be right that maybe Vincent was like sloppy with it because he thought it would speed it up. Because he thought like, oh, as long as Michael's still around, I'm I'm not actually the truly the Don, you know, but I don't know, I don't know, who knows? It's not not well executed.
0: You know what? I had to... <laughs> <laughs> what tweet of mine has gotten the most replies from random men on Twitter? It's not been like that time I, like, posted, like, a, like, Austin Powers-type lewd or whatever, it was when I asked a question about the Godfather, and then suddenly all of the reply guys are like, let me explain that to you. So I think we just need to tweet about it. (laughs) One of them (laughs) told me some crazy shit that, that can't be true. Like, he was like, oh, it was, like, the plot of this other person, and, like, I don't know, I was just like, that doesn't even make a lick of sense to me, like... I thought it was interesting, we, so a couple episodes ago with Scarface, and we talked a lot about, like, the casting with Al Pacino not being a Cuban person and playing a Cuban person. In this film, I guess in casting, they had, like, they were like, oh, "Oh, is Andy Garcia too Cuban to play... This role, is he, like, does he not look Italian? And it was Al Pacino that was like, if they let me play a Cuban in Scarface, then they can let Andy Garcia play an Italian in this movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
0: If you guys are acting like to pretty change a little bit. Yeah, like, all of a sudden we care or something.
2: Now we care, because he's going to play an Italian-American. Every other race is played by white people, but when it's an (laughs) Italian-American...
0: Right. Well, I think, honestly, knowing who was in the running as well to play Vincent Mancini, it makes sense why they were, why maybe they were looking for a reason not to hire Andy Garcia, and it's because Nicolas Cage, his fucking nephew, was also in the running. So literally, it could have been... It could have been cousins making out. It would have been Nick Cage and Sophia Coppola making out.
1: No, actual cousins. You think that they you think that like a, he immediately disqualified Nicolas Cage as soon as like he hired Sophia for that? He was like he was like, No, we can't do this. This
0: hold and on <laughs> i had not even considered the fact that they are in real life cousins when i read that he was considered for the role so let me see actually why he was disqualified from it because that is disgusting
2: <laughs> i, I want to know if the order of cast here
0: well it's just insane that this whole movie is basically <laughs> casted with uh francis Ford Coppola's family because connie corleone is uh his sister talia shire Oh my god, it's like my movies in high school, where I was like, Dad, will you play a dork? And, the, like, <laughs> my dad was, like, Literally. playing, like, high schoolers in my movies.
2: Fathering,
1: um, I mean, all of Nicolas Cage's first, like, he was in a lot of Coppola, like, Francis Ford Coppola's movies in the 80s, like, when he was, like, still a really small actor. Like, he... You know, it wasn't his first big role, but after um, he did Val Girl he was in Rumble Fish, which um, he wasn't a big. And he, and he was in Rumble Fish. He was in. Um, he was in um, Cotton Club. He was in Peggy Sue Got Married. Wow! <laughs> Another movie I've seen, which actually isn't that bad. But yeah, Nick and Nicholas Cage, was probably, um, upset that he was like, well, hey, I was in all your other movies, but I can't be in the yeah. Godfather yeah. Three.
2: Everything else? I can't be in your famous?
0: Well, he dodged a bullet on that one. Like, that's good that... Right? It in it. I'm not seeing, like, what the order was, but I guess, I, I just think it's interesting the other actors that were considered for the role were, like, Alec Baldwin, uh, Charlie Sheen, and Billy Zane. Uh, they cast the right cast
2: yeah. I can't see those at all. I mean, it's good that they went with Angie.
0: My mom, I think, so I watched the whole Godfather trilogy with my parents in Virginia this summer. And, yeah. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Talk to each other?
2: Side note for people who don't know Callie, watching, and I've had the honor of watching a film, a few films with Callie's parents. It's like a whole different experience. Sorry, that's all I
0: had to... How did, how did you feel about it?
2: I'm not going to go to detail. It's just, it's an experience. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: I can't remember what movies we've seen with them.
2: I can't, I remember when I was in town for a few days, we watched like one almost every night. But the one I only, the one I remember most was, oh, it was
0: about the NASA scientists. Oh, yeah. right! We watched Hidden Figures.
2: Because my parents were
0: putting on some front, like they're woke or something. I was.
2: there was a lot
0: going on. A lot to yeah. handle. That's funny. My family does watch a movie every night because we don't like to uh, interact with each other. <laughs> what?
2: Well, There's really comfy
0: couches, so you know. Yeah. Three my. In a row. No. One every night. We watched Three. the the first one in one night, and then we split up the second movie into two nights, and then we watched The Godfather Part 3 over, like, a day. Like, we kept pausing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I was there, <laughs> in ten days, we watched seven Al Pacino movies.
1: Oh, I was going to ask, is this the last of the Al Pacino films that you watched with your parents, that we finally reached the end of that yeah. saga? <laughs> Yeah, so I can stop having, like, anecdotes
0: about them. (laughs) Um, but my mom, so it's so funny because she never watched these. Like, my my parents, like, they grew up in the 70s, but my mom would have been too young to see the first Godfather whenever it came out. And then probably just didn't care about the second one. So the first viewing and i mentioned this in the in the previous episode my mom we were like 30 minutes into the movie and my mom was like where's al pacino <laughs> and i had to be like that's michael like michael is al pacino she had never seen him so young before and so she was like whoa and it was the same thing when i pointed out diane keaton to her and it was like not until this movie that my mom believed me that that is diane keaton
2: that's the kind of <laughs>
0: She was like, oh, now she looks like Diane Keaton. And I was like, oh, yeah, because she's older.
2: Diane Keaton's been an old woman her whole life.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is there's, like, what, like, 16 years in between The Godfather Part 2 and 3. So it's almost, like, not even relevant whenever it came out. I mean, did people still care about, I mean... How did this do in yeah, box yeah, office? Yeah, I mean,
1: I think I think it was still a hit, um, and obviously, like, I think it was like by by that point, like, the Godfather films had been kind of cemented as like, like these are great, like great, like in the canon of like all time greatest films. So like, it would be like, oh, what? I'm trying to think of like what movie could even possibly replicate that now. I don't even know. Like you'd cause, I'd have to go back to the '90s, I guess. It'd be like I don't. I honestly have no idea what 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 you could compare that to. But like, I guess maybe <laughs> maybe you'd be like having a sequel to The Shawshank Redemption out now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know, that's so funny. Like, I, was that. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. W- weren't you the one that tweeted yeah. something about, like, The Passion of the Christ 2, and you are like, what would the sequel oh, even yeah. be?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
1: would they, be a hit. They, they are I'm making, gonna... they're make, they really are making a sequel to Passion of the Christ, though. What? Like, no. That's a real thing that's happening. Yeah, Mel Gibson is making a oh. sequel
2: to it. <laughs> no, not again.
0: Is it no. about when Jesus comes back? Out. Or...
1: I guess. I guess, like, like that's my only is Like, it has to be about the resurrection. Man.
0: Is he going to explain what that little, like, demon baby thing was at the end of the Passion? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the sequel's about? I not the
2: Passion of the Christ, nor when I don't know.
0: <laughs> I hadn't watched that in, like, <laughs> Sunday school.
2: Oh, I know you
1: had to watch it. I'm sure you had to watch I've it. I've never seen it. I've never watched Passion of the Christ. I have no interest My mom in watching
0: really it. it. <laughs> oh, mom, so you guys don't, don't know what I mean when I say the demon baby. Nope. Demon.
1: You'll have some fellow... I didn't know there was a demon baby in that movie.
0: Okay, so like, <laughs> whenever... The,
2: the demon baby.
0: Whenever Jesus is like going through the crowd, there's like this mom. like... Cr- like figure this like dark figure that's like holding this like it looks like Voldemort at the end and my dad was like yeah that's some like weird like symbolism for like catholics it's like from the part oh my god oh my god look at
2: my picture what
1: (laughs) that's not the real that that's not what it really looks like so
2: everyone everyone who's listening just all you have to google is demon baby passion of the christ and you will instantly be brought it's the first image that comes up it's it's worth one it's worth 30 seconds of your time jesus what the fuck is that
0: We'll do a Patreon episode explaining what the demon baby symbolizes, and I'll have my dad guest. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. have, have your dad chime in. I want to learn about the demon baby.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't like want him to get the satisfaction of like finally using his like PhD or whatever. <laughs> his like doctorate of theology.
1: Oh my goodness. <clears throat> <laughs> to analyze Passion of the Christ.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what he got his degree in, actually.
1: Passion of the Christ. Do we were talking about Godfather.
0: We never mentioned before, and this has like just the taste of it because that singer character is at the beginning of this movie as well, but um, much of the plot, Jane, you know more about this than me, is about Frank Sinatra's Mafia Connections.
1: Oh, in the first um, first, or there's the film, that the, the the singer who um needs um, yeah he needs help getting back into Hollywood. Um, that yeah, that apparently that actually happened. I was listening to a a podcast called uh, Disgrace Land, and basically like every every episode is like about like another like some some type of weird crime related thing that happened to a music famous musician and um most of the episode was about like frank sinatra's like using his mafia connections to help uh, get jfk elected president and then also Ooh. ultimately like helped get him assassinated at the beginning of the podcast um, he's talking about how like in the 50s like frank's early 50s frank sinatra was kind of washed up and um couldn't really get a break but he was like friends you know he, w- he was well connected with uh, friends of the mafia and this big movie studio producer, I can't remember his name, but he didn't. Um, Frank Sinatra really wanted a part in From Here to Eternity, which um, he knew it would be, like. I he knew it would be uh, perfect and would help get his career back on track. But the producer hated uh, Frank Sinatra, and his mafia friends went to go visit with him and be like, and try to just like politely be like, "Hey, you know, it would be really nice if you gave this role to Frank Sinatra. He'd be perfect for it. Here's why." And the producer was like. Oh, I know he'd be perfect for it, but I'm not giving him that role. I'm never, like, you know, he's never going to work in this town again, basically. And then they uh, strong-armed and threatened him with <laughs> his life to give the role to Frank Sinatra. So Frank Sinatra got the role and ultimately won an Oscar for it, and his career, like, got back on track. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's that, that whole exchange is what, uh, is what the singer subplot uh, with the producer and the horse head and the... Bad at the beginning of the Godfather,
2: because oh
1: God. Callie brought up a lot of points, and uh, when we talked about the Godfather, about how like a lot of the, a lot of the film was like parallels to real like mafia people and real life crimes and stuff. So it only makes sense that that was also a parallel to something yeah. that really happened. I always wonder what oh Frank Sinatra God. thought of that. <laughs> He was I mean, like he was alive when that movie came out.
0: <laughs> that is funny. I wonder if anyone ever asked him about that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's funny that, yeah, we, we talked about how there was all these, like, different similarities between real life, like, gangster stories and, and the plot of the, the Godfather. And in this movie, Michael says something about the Borgias. He's like, what are we the Borges, and like the Corleones are actually based off of that family. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they. He's. Did I they guess make Michael a Corleone. Series out of them? Yeah. For like the family. The Borg. Oh, yeah.
1: Like Showtime made a series out of that, and I think the name sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, uh, it was one of it. those like nicer carriers, like HBO or short Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the nice
2: show ones.
0: Uh, But Michael Corleone is based off of uh, *Cesare Borgia, who was an Italian politician and mercenary leader, and he was the illegitimate son of Pope Alexander. What is the Roman numeral (laughs) that is uh, V and then one? The
2: V and one?
1: Fourth. Fourth. Pope Alexander the fourth. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, you V and one, one, that's, oh, that's reverse, that's the, uh, the fifth.
0: Okay. He was the... No, wait,
1: no, no, that's the sixth. The sixth, no, the seventh, like... V1 is the 6th, V2 is the 7th, V3 is the 8th. I only know that because of Final Fantasy, because they numbered all their games <laughs> in Roman <laughs> <I> numerals. <know. laughs>
0: I know because of the same fucking cross. I think he must have killed his brother. He, like, came to power after his father died, and. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what other similarities. I would have to do more research on that dude. But just sort of interesting. I guess they're not necessarily, like, a crime family, but a corrupt family from, like, Italian history. So one of the things that I read about, like, maybe why this movie sucks so much is because, like, Coppola, he wanted, like, five million and, like, six months to make this movie, to write the movie. He wanted six months just to write it. And they only give him six weeks. So... Oh...
1: you know what that reminds me of that reminds me of uh, the same thing that happened with um i mean it's a little bit different but the the same reason why the hobbit films were so terrible um because peter jackson had like all of this time to pre-plan out um, the original Lord of the rings films but um, he was brought on at the hobbit films at the last minute and basically had to rush through pre-production and everything on the films um, like he had, because Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct it and he dropped out and then they were like, uh, Peter Jackson, do it. <laughs> and he's like, ah, okay, all right. <laughs> so, and you know, as we, as we all know, rushing through, uh, films is definitely the best way to produce, a uh, good quality product. <laughs>
0: well, what's funny oh, is, yeah, it's the way to go. <laughs> for the Godfathers part one and two everybody's complaints about working on those movies and why they didn't want to return for a third was because of Coppola's like long intense process in movie making so maybe it's like i, I wonder if it's kind of funny for Coppola to have been dragged for both ends of that, you know, like he took too much time for the first two, and that's why everybody hated him. And then for the third one, he didn't get that much time, and still everybody fucking hates him. <laughs> so I bet he's like, well, uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: well, I'm sure, like at the very least, it was a more fun filming process for the fact that they didn't have to spend as much time on it, and it was just like completely for money because, like already the second movie was running out of book plot like Jane read the books right and you said that the Godfather part 2 is like mm-hmm. mostly made up by Francis Francis Ford Coppola with Mario yeah, Puzo. All, all the Michaels
1: all the Michael stuff is like I'm pretty sure was written just for the film. Um, I know they took a lot of like the young Vito stuff from the book though because they didn't use any of it in the first one.
0: Yeah, and I really so like the flashbacks. Questions. I know
2: that it was based on the books, but I didn't know. Um, I was wondering if,
1: like, the third, so the third one's out one. The third one has long. nothing to do, nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with the book. There's nothing, n- none of that is um, is in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere.
0: Okay, all right. I what's, was curious about that. What's interesting I'm is I'm not a like,
1: big fan of the books, so. though. Right, so, it's like a rare case where like the movie is like right. a
0: thousand times better than the book. this <laughs> well, like in research for for The Godfather Part Two, I it seemed that Coppola was like at least talking to Mario Puzo, the the original author, about the plot. Like in Killing Fredo, uh, he said that like Coppola asked him if you could kill Fredo, and he was like, only after Mama Corleone is dead, can you kill Fredo? And that's why it happened that way in the the movie. But, like, in research on this, Mario Puzo's name is not mentioned once. It's like, he he did not consult him in the least bit.
1: Which I wonder... He he still gets, like, I was curious about that, because he still gets a credit, like, a screenplay credit on this film that's, like, written by Mario Puzo and Francis Ford Coppola, so I don't know if, like,
2: they work together or, or did he Homer, just put he his just, name if on that it that was
1: part of his contract where he had to get mentioned <laughs> no matter what my, well
0: because how old would he have been by the time this movie came out like i don't know how much older look. the book is Let me look that up. Okay.
1: Mario
2: Puzo was um i think he was
1: 68 in 1990 Okay, that's not that um, No wait, or he was seven like okay, no, he was 72, sorry because he died in 1999 and he was 78 <clears throat> oh. So he was very old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: old.
1: I wonder how he died. Did he die in the chair too??
0: <laughs> <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you guys know that like anytime there's an orange in the Godfather movies, it like signifies that uh, Corleone is either going to die or almost die.
1: I didn't know. I that That's I didn't realize it. I will say the only thing that that uh, I can see referencing of Mario Puzo working on this is that Coppola and Puzo wanted the title, uh, "The Death of Michael Corleone" for Godfather Part Three, but Paramount Pictures found that unacceptable. So, <laughs> comes for the 30th anniversary. Uh, the, the new cut is going to be ca- titled um, Mario Puzo's The Godfather: Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, wow!
0: So now
1: now Mario Puzo's name is directly at the beginning of the thing. So I guess um, I guess he he must have. I mean, it must have been his script, you know, and they they wanted to call it a Death of Michael Corleone, but um, so I guess we can say that Mario, Mario Puzo had a lot to do with with uh, Godfather Three too.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I actually so
1: read maybe that his incest, the incest subplot, we can blame on that on Mario Puzo as well. Mario
2: to blame as <laughs> well; he was <laughs> a part of it as well.
0: I read that um, initially, Al Pacino asked for like two million over what they offered him, and was like kind of fighting with Francis Ford Coppola about being in the movie, and he was like. He, he knew I think that like Al also needed money cause this is just a few years after no this is one year after Pacino returned to, to movies because he needed money and so uh, wow. I think he knew that he could kind of strong arm him into being in the movie no matter what and so he said like you'll take 5 million or we'll start the movie out with your funeral with Michael Corleone's funeral <sighs>
1: Now I'm interested in seeing what a what a uh, Michael-less movie, Godfather Part Three would even look like. <laughs> what would that be like?
2: they were able to just like switch the plot like that too. It's just like, oh wait, we're gonna go, we're just gonna kill you right off. Like, what what's the rest of the film then? <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, the the thing I was saying uh, earlier is that oranges uh, signify. Um, the death of a Corleone or near death of a Corleone and that um, each Mm -hmm. film has been about the death of one of the Corleone sons so the first movie is about Sonny's death the second movie is about Fredo's death and this one is about Michael's death
1: and And hence why they wanted to call it the death of Michael Corleone even (laughs) though
0: he's the only one that gets to die an old man but he is holding an orange as he dies and so it's still kind of like Vito died as an old man too if
1: you because he, he, didn't, he didn't die getting shot, he died in the garden of a heart attack.
0: We're
2: all dying in the garden, that's
0: where we die, I guess. I saw this weird tweet where somebody was talking about the Godfathers and comparing Vito and Michael, and they were like, one was born with nothing and died with everything, and one was born with everything and died with nothing. And I was like, Michael Corleone is still in a mansion when he dies.
2: <laughs> He's, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: He's just, like, as far as we know, he just has been chilling in Italy since his daughter died. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe he's an old, a shell of an, an old man, but, you know, it's not like he's in a fucking nursing home. Or <laughs> <laughs> in like, a courtyard
2: in, in Italy. Like, I mean, he's not doing terrible. Well, and
0: Vito died with the guilt of having, you know, lost Sonny and not, you know, being able to keep his family out of, like, more nefarious sort of dealings and stuff, so I don't know that Vito really died with everything.
1: Yeah, a bit of an oversimplification,
0: I guess. I mean, I understand I that they're they saying... all
1: died with nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, with
2: nothing.
1: The cinematography was nice. There, that's my one, uh, yeah. my one... <laughs> my one <thumbprint. laughs> I can agree. Yeah, the music's pretty much the same,
2: but it's classic.
0: I liked having the opera setting for the final scene because I think that that adds a lot of, like, suspense to it because, like, even if you can't understand an opera, you feel that, like, build and, like, the emotion in it. So I really liked that setting even though I got kind of sick of the opera.
2: (laughs) Right. I like the music. The music was good, um, building up emotion and, like, going back and forth and is very dramatic to be killed on the opera steps like whoever
1: wrote that part like really was like wrong oh. I, I i definitely think that that they were probably going for like we gotta like like to, to like we gotta make this the the, the ending scene as operatic as possible yeah. since we're like like you know as like the parallels between the opera and michael it's like a big exaggerated emotions and stuff right. that's
2: that very opera-esque very opera inspired that death scene
0: it's funny that all of these gangster films find, like, correlations, Corleonations, um, to... Corleonations. Yeah, that's Jane's joke. Give give them credit. (laughs) Um, to, like, operas, because that's what Brian De Palma said about Scarface as well, is that it was an opera. They are pretty, they're
2: very dramatic, like, operas, for sure. All the death.
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess... There's sort of like always these like giant tragedies and there's always like these opposing groups and stuff like
2: right.
0: Shakespeare. I mean like that's why I think that these movies Yeah, I kept work.
1: getting like Romeo Romeo and Juliet vibes from like um from Vincent and Mary. <laughs> like are, they were definitely trying like I feel like they were trying to like bring I felt in, it in that like just bring in that a little bit. I don't know.
2: Star-crossed cousins.
1: Yeah. And also, like, Juliet was 13 and Romeo was, like, what, 30? <laughs> Is
2: that real? <laughs> She's, like, a little
1: girl.
0: I thought Romeo was, like, 15 or yeah. something.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, he's a lot of, No, he's def- he's an adult. I don't know if he's 30, but he's, like, I know he's, like, in his 20s or something, at least. Huh. And like, Juliet's a child. Huh. And of course so you know, like when they it's very good that they age them up in the films. <laughs> <laughs> I also like on a side note, I like Boz lerman's Romeo and Juliet film from the nineties. I know a lot of people don't like that. Love, love, it. I, love I love that. It. <laughs> I
2: love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that film. Oh my god.
0: Guess who has made me watch they that can. movie plenty of times? Chloe. <laughs> Chloe fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: My parents, like, sat me down when I was, like, 11 years old and were like, this is a rite of passage. And, like, I had to watch Positive Miss Romeo and Juliet, like, next to my parents.
0: Wasn't That's the that, version yeah. we
1: watched in school, in high school. We watched that my freshman year in my honors English class. <laughs> yes. You're a
0: cool
2: teacher.
0: Didn't you have, like, a, clo- a cover photo uh, that was Leo DiCaprio? It was, like, I beseech you stars or something like that
2: i did i had that for a while
0: on my facebook yes yeah <laughs> i think i always found that version um to be like really cheesy but i should probably re-watch it
1: oh it definitely is cheesy i just really like the. i think like the stylistically and stuff it like i think i think it works i don't in spite of itself and i i, I think it's more it makes romeo and juliet the story more interesting because like I don't know. I think, I don't think the 19, because the, the other one, the other big version was like the 1969 yeah. version, and just from clips I've seen, just scene looks kind of boring.
2: <laughs> uh, it's basically like um, the play, but if it was, if he filmed the play, yeah. like it wasn't...
0: The, the one from uh, the 1960s. Marvel. I was going on, like <laughs> this
2: Romeo and Juliet, but I love like the modernized, they have the swords, and a lot of
0: Yeah, with the, the guns, yeah. The Romeo from the 1960s looks exactly like Zac Efron. I remember in class, we watched the one from the 60s, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Is this High School Musical? Is that I can Because High School Musical also has this, like, Romeo and Juliet-type plot of, like, oh, they're from different groups, and they like each other. Oh, How will it ever work?
1: I can't wait to tag in the description, um, Plenty of discussion of high school musical at the Cotton Club, Romeo and Juliet, everything but Godfather Part
2: 3. Godfather, if you want to have a podcast about Godfather Part 3, if you're a fan of Godfather Part 3, you probably
0: shouldn't. <laughs> That's why I always, like, iterate to people, like, this is a comedy film podcast, so, <laughs> like, Have your expectations adequately laid out.
2: (laughs) I wonder if there's going to be any Godfather, like, Godfather-like, hardcore die fans who,
1: like, will come for us because of all the shit. I don't think there's there's any of those for three.
2: I mean, I would understand why there wouldn't be. I
0: feel like there's just one
2: out there that's sitting out there in the world.
0: I feel like I have not been able to escape Godfather references lately, and (laughs) I've noticed that the writers of The Office really fucking love The Godfather, because they (laughs) reference it all the time. And there was a Michael Scott quote where he talked about how he thought that The Godfather Part 3 was good. He really liked it, so... That's one thing. It has Michael Scott's endorsement. But he was like, yeah, like, the third one, it, like, wraps everything up and, like, has closure, but the first one is mostly confusing. and only has, like, three big laughs. The second one is, was the one I enjoyed the most, actually. Yeah, same. Yeah, the
2: second one was really good. and really,
0: really Young is. Hot De Niro. Young
2: Hot De Niro, Young Hot Pacino. You get a whole going on
0: in that one young hot diane keaton slapping the shit young out Aunt of pacino Dian- mm-hmm. yeah
2: girl she's the queen in that
0: one yeah i don't know okay so i guess we always talk about like female representation which we did with cop Sophia coppola uh and then um the is he a good boyfriend thing i guess he's not really anybody's boyfriend in this movie he's a, he's an all right ex-husband mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's probably as best as you could say. He's an um, all-right ex-husband. <laughs> we always,
0: right. uh, we always discuss whether Al Pacino was a good boyfriend or not in this movie, like in each movie, because he's often, <laughs> he's often a shitty-ass boyfriend. Yeah, he was
2: definitely fucking terrible in the last film, and then I feel like he's an annoying ex-husband because, like, now he's all like. Legitimize my my business, it's like I'm with the church now, and it's like shut the fuck up, like you're a horrible person, like I, <laughs> I, like, like the wife the whole time is just like, she, I mean towards the end she gets a little more lenient, but she's just like who are, you? which I totally get, like get the fuck out, like <laughs> imagine your ex husband like just like tries to be like born again and like goes to the church, like that'd be so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, as, as as far as female representation in this movie, you pretty much just have
2: uh, yeah it's sad.
1: Ma- Mary Kay um, and um, and Michael Sip for Connie. Yeah. That's and Connie barely has any lines. I mean,
2: barely
1: outside of outside of murdering the uh, <laughs> mom guy like with, the, with the cannolis.
2: That was.
1: That's one. pretty much. Yeah. She
0: I mean, really good for her, lot, but, right? Why let the boys life? have all the fun? Good for her.
2: Uh, I'm happy she got to get a little kill in there, and it was with a cannoli, pretty clever, nice way to kill someone, but, uh, <laughs> nice ways to kill people, but it's kind of sad that thinking about female representation, that's, that's really the only <laughs> one you have that's a terrible actress a great actress but she doesn't have a lot of scenes and then you just have the sister who's just like kind of there sometimes but
0: see that's the thing is really that like in the godfather part one talia shire was like completely robbed like she didn't have any really good lines they kind of made her character just seem like this sort of like stereotypical like hysterical woman caricature mm-hmm. thing and then in the, in the godfather part two she was like this really dynamic character and had all these great lines and it was like she was like really important to michael and like they had this like very deep relationship when we got to see that and i feel like it it reverted back to how things were in the godfather part one where she's just like they, yeah, totally. Like furniture, but then they just yeah. use, like that when they do use her, it is just to drive plot. It's like not to like let her be a person.
2: Nothing like it. I think also to maybe defend Sophia's horrible acting skills, the lines that she had weren't even good though. So I mean, I mean, if you're a better actor, actress, you could have made the lines a little better. But like her lines were very like awkward and, like, kind of mundane and, like, not how a 19-year-old would be speaking. Mm-mm. It was fucking weird. Not, definitely a man writing a woman's lines. You know? <laughs> like, ooh,
0: you're my cousin. I'm gonna
2: immediately jump on you and be super sexualized even though I'm 19. And
0: You know what it reminded <laughs> me of? <laughs> How's it going, step bro? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> like all those, like, fucking, like, porn ads that, like, pop up when you're, like, trying to watch yes, a movie online or weird, something. It's
2: that weird banter, in, like, in the beginning of a porn. Exactly. Okay. It was, like, can kind of It was pretty,
0: Ugh. You just want to, like, mute them so that you can watch them have sex and not think about it not think about <laughs> the uh on the dialogue yeah, I, just, I
2: just have to shut it down after that i can so cringe it's so bad
0: i um, mean but at least in those porn's they're not actually related
2: <laughs> yeah 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 it's all all pretend
1: well, i still pretend in this movie, oh, too, yeah. but, um, it, w- it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have
0: been if but Nicolas Cage, Cage jumped on the train. You know it's funny? I was talking to someone about how this movie has incest in it, and they were like, oh, like, who, who fucks who? And I was like, oh, these two first cousins. And they were like, oh, well, they're, <laughs> they're only half cousins? And I was like, most people are only half cousins. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Like, (laughs) the only people I can think of, like, I, like, my great-grandfather and his brother married two sisters, and their kids were, like, double cousins or whatever, but, like, who, who else does that? Like, it does, and, like, to think that, like, anybody else that isn't fully double-cousined is allowed to fuck, (laughs)
2: like, that's,
0: (laughs) it just didn't make any sense to me, but it made me laugh a lot someone's um, okay with cousin fucking. I mean, it's Kansas.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> what a great way to wrap. <laughs> on that note, do we have anything else we want to talk about in relation to Godfather Part 3? Uh. you
0: the well. No, I'm good.
1: Alright, next week we have Frankie and Johnny... Um, more, more of a romantic direction we will be having a guest on and do you want to explain who that guest is
0: that episode will have braun who is on the bad romance podcast it's a really really great and fun podcast where they go through all of the awful romantic comedies that hollywood pumps out every year <laughs> and he is joining us because next week we're talking about frankie and johnny which is a questionable romantic comedy romantic at best. Film.
1: Callie's seen it. I have not watched it yet. It, I just know it was directed by Gary Marshall, famous for Pretty Woman, and all those shitty uh, holiday films like Valentine's Day, New Year's Day, Mother's Day, all those classic films.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Frankie and Johnny is about as good as those. You can follow me on Twitter at Static Blue Bat. And you can follow me at CaliBud. Bud. Do you want to plug your Twitter, Chloe? My Twitter's embarrassing. I
2: have like a hundred
0: followers. Oh no, that's fine. I don't
2: even... <laughs> Hold on, I don't even know what mine
0: is. It's at Bogue Bogington. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, um, Bogue Bogington. B-O-G-E-B-O-G-I-N-G-P-O-N. Um, used to be a big <laughs> boger. Bogington. So, <laughs> check out the weird ramblings of a. 25
1: year old mom go ahead alright and that's all for this week take the cannoli we'll pull you back in just when you think you're out next week